0: Welcome to the Springs Church Podcast, where we explore the teachings of Jesus Christ and how they can be applied to our daily lives. Join us as we delve into the Bible and discuss topics such as faith, hope, love, and forgiveness. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners to live a life of purpose and meaning, and to deepen their relationship with God. Tune in every week for a new episode as we learn how the Bible, Holy Spirit, and a relationship with Jesus will impact every area of your life. What do I believe? Let's get up and begin to declare what it is we should believe. More than just hearing your pastors on stage declare the word, you and I at home in our day-to-day life, our life, depends on us deciding what we believe, on us deciding to truly live out what we believe, on you and I deciding in our day-to-day life, in our discussions, in our marriage, in our upsets with our children, in our job, in our thoughts, and in our emotions, what is it that I should believe And am I believing that? And am I declaring that? It's really good to have these conversations with yourself. (laughs) You know, dad would always say thinking is just asking yourself questions and answering your own questions. It happens all day, every day. We talk to ourselves. We think. We live out what we believe. But the most exciting thing is, is that you are the owner of what you believe, You are the owner of how you live, how you speak, how you operate. And that excites me because I can do something about me. Only you can do something about you. And the Bible has so much good news about how to live a real life. A life. A life with purpose and joy and peace. Jesus didn't come just so that you had a way out of this place. Oh, thank God he's coming back one day. This place sucks, and I hate my life, and this just doesn't... No! Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but, I love all the buts that Jesus says in the Word, I have come so that you could have life, and life more abundantly. And he wasn't talking about life in heaven Thank you, Jesus, for an eternity in heaven. That is our home. I don't want to live here forever. (laughs) But I have a mission here. You have a mission here. And while we live here, Jesus has gifted us life and real life. But I'm here to tell you today that it starts with exactly what Pastor Leon said. We've got to make important decisions. We've got to decide, what do I believe and how am I going to live out what I believe? Am I going to let the world just sway me to and fro? Am I just going to receive whatever doctrine, theology, philosophy that my friends have around me? Am I going to let my circumstances sway what I know the word says? Am I going to let how I feel this morning just change that Jesus died on a cross for me? That what he, done, what he has done for me is mine. If I choose to believe it, if I choose to put my faith in Him, and I walk out that faith, it's life. It's real life, and peace, and joy. You know, last week's message just did something in me, and you can tell that today's message is a bit, let's get real here. (laughs) I mean, if you know me, my messages are always a little bit that way, but... Today just felt like a let's get real. Let's talk about where the rubber hits the road. Let's talk about the things that if we talk about them and if we dare to do them would radically change your health, would radically change your marriage and your family and your career and your feelings and the thoughts that plague you. There is an answer. There is a solution to walking in the abundance and the joy and the life. And that's why Pastor Leon would get up and go, I believe, I believe, because he had lived it and seen it in so many areas of his life and in this church, because life's a journey and it's an exciting one when we choose to decide, I'm going to take ownership for me. I'm going to take ownership for what I believe and for what I can do. Because the word shows me there's a lot I can do. 1 John 5, 4. If you have your Bible. It says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Wow. So many Christians living in fear of the world, taking whatever the world hands them, and yet my Bible says that I overcome the world. It says this is the victory that has, past tense, has overcome the world. Our faith. What you choose to believe. And let's talk about what it's specifically talking about here. It's not just faith in anything. Our faith in Jesus is the victory that has overcome the world. How do we know that? Well, in John 16:33, Jesus said, "In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering." And now I'm sorry to say, but there are some Christians who camp out right there. Right in the middle of the verse. See? God said we're going to suffer. We're going to have tribulation and distress. That's what this life is about. Oh my goodness, breaks my heart. No, what did Jesus say? In the world, in the world, there is tribulation, distress, suffering. And isn't that the truth? When you look around the world today, apart from God's beautiful creation, I look around nature and I'm in awe, but when you look at the state of our world, when you look at people lost in the world, who don't know Jesus, who, don't, who have yet to discover the hope that we share from, from our church day in and day out, you see a lot of tribulation and distress and suffering because who is the God of this world? Satan. Bible says the God of this world is Satan. But, again with the buts, <laughs> so Jesus says in the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. Don't be a camp out Christian. Don't camp out in the middle of the verse. Please finish it through. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, and be filled with joy. Why? Because I have overcome the world, he said. Right? You children of God, you don't need to worry You can be courageous, you can be confident if you choose to be, you can be undaunted and filled, not just a little ounce of joy, filled with joy is God's plan and purpose for your life as you put your faith in the one who has overcome the world. Yes, the world has distress and suffering and tribulation, but you're not part of the world, (laughs) you're part of me. Jesus says. So where are you going to align yourself? What are you going to choose to believe? Are you going to choose to believe that calamity comes upon you and that suffering is just part of this life? If Jesus said, I have to come to give you life, and life more abundant, life till it overflows, let's think about that life. Let's imagine what would life look like. I love that God says it as it is. He is not the author of confusion. The enemy is an author of confusion. The word says there's no truth in Satan. He's a liar, he's a deceiver, he's a manipulator. So if God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and he says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, then don't you be blaming God for anything that's been stolen, anything that's been killed in your life, or destroyed. you got to get the facts straight. If you're going to believe on Jesus you need to know who Jesus is. And you need to let God be God in your life. Where things get messy is where we go through hard times, we go through seasons of disappointment, things happen that you didn't expect to happen, and we allow, like what Pastor Zach said last week, we trade what we know for what we don't know. And it's the most dangerous way that the enemy just slyly comes in did God say, as he said to Adam and Eve? And you better be reading that book, reading the word, and knowing what's yours in Jesus. It's not hard to open the Bible. We just let distractions and things get in our way. But if we don't know the truth, the truth can't set us free. And so this incredible journey of knowing the truth, getting the truth in our hearts, and knowing what is What is God's intent? It's God's desire for you to really live. It's God's desire. You know why we can sing you're never going to let me down? Because he literally can't. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know why we sing God is good? Because he is good. The word says there is no evil in him that he is the author of every good thing. And yet I hear Christians blame him for evil things. I'm here to say, you can let that go. (laughs) You You can find out who the author of evil is, and it messes up your ability to really have strong faith when you don't go to the word in everything, when you don't let the word be the truth in your life, philosophies, false doctrines, new ideas about, well, maybe God, maybe God needed my loved one more in heaven than on earth. You got a verse for that? You got a place in the Bible where it says that, that he needs to take us home sooner? All I see is go into all the world and preach the gospel and live a life. For, for, for long days, I will show you my salvation. Everything you see in the word, Look at the original intent in the garden. God made a garden, and his plan was that we'd never die. That was his original intent. So do you think God brought death to the world, or do you think Satan did? Adam and Eve made that choice, and thank God, this is where we're getting into today, that he didn't just go, well, man, my creation is uh, not as good as I thought they were. I think I'm just going to toss it out and start over again because he could have he could have tossed us out with the garbage but what does it say for god so loved us for god so loved you that he sent his one and only son that whosoever believes on jesus will not perish but will have life life everlasting not just for heaven but for today We see in the word that the kingdom of heaven, God's design, God's purpose is that you would rely on him to show you how to walk that out today. To show you that I am no good in my own strength. I've tried. Oh man, even the days where you, you know, kind of get a little bit prideful or like, I got this, you know. You learn real quick. Man, I need God. Man, I need a savior. I can't save myself. I know many of us have learned that in different ways in our life. Thank God for my Savior Jesus. It's in him that I put my faith. It's in him. It says, and it's not by our doing, right? We got to get that real straight. Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not that your works or you got your life in order and now God's going to give you faith is the avenue through which you receive the goodness, the blessing, the grace, the power of God. And what is faith? Let's look at it. It says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Man, if every Christian could pursue a revelation of this, I have been crucified with Christ. That is, in him, I have shared his crucifixion. When Jesus went to the cross, I went to the cross. When Jesus died, the old me died. When he rose again, I rose again. The Bible says, in him, I'm a new creation. It says that when you believe that he's your savior, that you're seated next, seated with Jesus in heavenly places, the right hand of the Father, When we know where we are found, when I choose, I find myself in my Savior. I am found in him. And so it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Do you know in the Old Testament when Solomon was building the temple? I love this passage. I should have wrote it down for you guys, but he just stood there at the the time where God was going to come and fill it. And he went, oh, oh, that God... Would actually come and fill this temple like it was too good to believe and yet here we are after the cross and he fills us we are his temple he is with us he is in us our spirit is made perfect but our mind gets in the way doesn't it oh our mind it's it's a tricky one that mind <laughs> it likes to have its way Your feelings sure like to tell you what to think, what to say, and this journey of faith is choosing faith over feelings, choosing faith over thoughts. And the Bible gives us so many incredible tools of how to get your mind renewed by the Word. How to not let your mind be in the driver's seat. And I am so grateful that it is not, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in this body, I live it by faith. That's my title today. I live by faith. That is what we are called to do as believers. That in everything, how we live, how we think, how we function, how we operate, that we live it by faith in Jesus by this revelation that my faith in Jesus has overcome the world. There's nothing I couldn't face. There's nothing that could pop its ugly head up at me that I could go, "Hmm? Uh, Jesus has already overcome you, thank you very much. I'm not gonna be, be made to fear or to worry. I choose to live by faith because that's what my God calls me to do. And what does it say in brackets in the Amplified? I live by faith. By adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting. What's faith? Just trusting in Jesus. Adhering to Jesus. Relying on Jesus as if your life depended on it, because it actually does. If you really, the rubber hits the road. If you really want to squeeze every ounce of life out of life, oh, it's adhering to, relying on and trusting in your savior who loved you and gave himself up for you that's what that's how that verse ends i put my faith in him because he loved me and he did what i couldn't do for myself and i didn't even get to beg him to do it he just took care of it before i even ever existed or was a twinkle in my parents eye thank you god thank you god that you loved me so much that even when Adam and Eve changed things and brought sin to this world, that you found a way to give me life, to give me love and joy and peace. And it's kind of interesting how 1 Timothy 6 says, fight. Well, wait, wait a second, Eden. I thought you said that my faith is the victory that has overcome the world. We've won. Yes, we have. But 1 Timothy 6 says, fight the good fight of faith. What does that fight look like? What does that fighting the good fight of faith look like? In Amplified, it says, fight the good fight of faith in the conflict with evil. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession of faith. That's how this all started. If you're a believer today, it started by you confessing your faith in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he rose again. I believe he, he, he beat death and he got the keys, and I can live because of Jesus. It started with a confession of faith, but yet it says we're going to have to fight a good fight. It's not a bad fight, not a scary fight, not a horrible fight. It's a good fight. Well, I, I don't mind fighting a good fight. <laughs> if it's a good fight, let's do it. <laughs> the enemy, though, So we're fighting in conflict with evil, but let's make it real clear here. Colossians 1.13, God has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Satan actually has no authority, no power over your life. But he's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a manipulator. He does have power in the world. Because the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. And if you don't serve God, there's only one other option. There's no in-betweens. If we get real and we talk truth here, it's God and the enemy. And when we look at the world, we see what the enemy's up to. We see that he's a liar. We see that he's a robber. He robs people of identity. He puts confusion. He puts... He puts um, hate and anger and envy and strife, and I go, thank God that I don't have to deal with that, that I am part of God's family, and I need to fight the good fight of faith because I don't want evil to have any territory it doesn't need to have. The Bible says we go into this world That we are the hands and feet of Jesus. That we are his ambassadors. I and you can literally take back ground from the enemy. How exciting is that? That this world, that's why we exist as a church today. The church exists to shine a light on the glory of God, on the promise of a savior, on life and joy. And this world needs it. It needs Christians to rise up believing and confident, like Pastor Leon said last week, I will declare what I believe. I will live by faith because God calls me to, because my life depends on it, because my neighbor's life depends on it, because my children and my grandchildren's life depends on it, and it's not too late. It's not like, well, easy for you, Eden. You grew up in a Christian family. You're well on your way. It doesn't matter. The moment you decide, I live by faith, things change. Whether you're 15, whether you're 40 or 80, it does not matter. The principle of faith is just for the believer. There's no other, there's no other things that, that play a part other than will you believe on Jesus and will you act that out? Will you fight that good fight? I'm going to fly through a lot of points because <laughs> yeah, I stayed on my intro for a while. How do we fight the good fight? And I apologize, we had some technical issues. You were supposed to have verses and points. Come back for a second, you'll have them. Um, (laughs) All right, first, I fix my eyes on Jesus. That's how I fight that good fight. I fix my eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Why we have faith is because Jesus died and rose again. We put our faith in him. He's the author of our faith. He's the finisher of our faith. I don't have to worry if I have life or joy or peace. It's been finished at the cross. He's the perfecter of my faith. He's the author of my faith. I don't have to worry whether or not he wants to heal me. The Bible says he has healed you. At that cross, disease and sickness had no right in a child of God's body. But do you believe that and do you get angry when sickness comes knocking at your door. And I love that praise report today about the blisters. I, I just spoke to my body and I said, I'm going to church. Sickness has no place in this body. And It was gone by the next day. Loved that praise report because it was an example of a confident expectation in what is yours in Jesus. So one, I fixed my eyes on Jesus. Two, I live, walk, and act by faith. Not worry, not stress not doubt, not confusion, not anxiety. Those things are not normal to a child of God. Let's just call it what it is. Because Christians start to become familiar with those feelings. But it's just normal. Like, you know, I'm just a little bit worried here. But God says you don't need to worry. But you know, Eden, there's things to be scared of. Well, my Bible says, do not fear. Well, you know, you just do it afraid well, then why does the Bible say to not fear? Why does the Bible say, be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. So you make a choice. I live, and I walk, and I act by faith. Why? Habakkuk 2, the righteous will live by his faith in the one true God. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. The world wants you to walk by your sight and, hey, we all get fooled. I've been there. I still, I still am there sometimes. Eden, why did you get caught up in what you saw? I walk by faith in Jesus. No one else promises me anything close to what he promises me. No one's done for me anything close to what Jesus has done for me. I have no choice to put my faith in him. There is no one else I want to put my faith in. And so I live and walk and act by faith. And when I let my eyes take over, I go, no, (laughs) no, I live by faith, not by sight. And I love the amplified, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. So walking by faith is living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. Well, easy for you to say, Eden, consistency, I've tried, I've failed. Consistency is just... Don't quit. Keep trying. Well, I, I I said scripture for a little while. I declared it, but you stopped. That's not consistent. All you gotta do is keep doing it. No matter how you feel, no matter what news you get, no matter what happens to those around you, it doesn't change what Jesus did for you two thousand years ago. It doesn't change. The victory that is yours is your faith, and you are the keeper of your faith. Zach didn't even know what I was talking about today, in his prayer and praise, I was like, man, and he was talking about your faith and how it's your responsibility, and that's exactly what I was hoping to drive home today, that you can do it. You can be consistent. Just keep doing it, even if it feels weird, even if, it, even if you don't feel worthy. That's a lie. Keep bringing every thought, every feeling in submission to the Word of God, and you will make your way through. You will figure it out. Yeah. Amen. Um, <clears throat> I keep referencing Zach because I keep thinking about what he said, but he said, don't trade what you don't know for what you know, because it's actually in the process of figuring out what do I know? What does the Word say? That your faith becomes strong. It's your process in getting rid of the old belief systems, like Pastor Leon would talk about, and and deciding what are God's belief systems. It's the work, the work that you do, and going. Pff, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, so I'm going to find out what this healing's all about. I'm sick and tired of being in debt and not spending my money well and just being frivolous and and and, and being a fool. I'm going to get into Proverbs and get some godly wisdom, and it's this act of. I live by faith, so I'm going to find out what God's word says, and I'm going to do it. And even if I fall, the righteous fall seven times, but they get back up. What did Jesus say to the man by the pool who wanted to be well? Well, first he said, do you want to be well? (laughs) You want to get well? Get up. This life with God is not a (laughs) sit-by And just, you know, watch the world go by. It's an active, exciting, it's a we got things to do. We got places to go. So get up, (laughs) get up and find out what is yours in Christ Jesus in that word. And don't let anyone or anything sway you otherwise because that's your job. It's not my job. It's not Pastor Zach's job. It's not David, Jeremy, anyone that you up here, Pastor Leon. It's not his job, your faith. Your faith is your faith. And you can do it you can you can deepen that faith in God. I don't know what number we're on. I didn't number them. 3. I see with the eyes of faith. Wait, I missed one. Romans 4:17, faith it does not have if it does not have works to back it up is by itself dead, inoperative and ineffective. When I believe something, I do something. When I believe something, I do something. It changes how I act. It changes how I function. Because the Bible says, if you believe it, but you don't do it, your faith is dead. Faith has action. It's not passive. Our God is not a passive God. He is a moving, he is a living, energizing, active God. The Word, those are attributes of the Word as well. Now three, I see with the eyes of faith. Not with my physical eyes. Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't think I'm getting through all my points. <laughs> Just looking at the clock. Um, the evidence of things not seen. I love the song we sang today. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. It's not that you see it with your physical eyes. Abraham came to God over and over again. Hey, God, where's this baby? <laughs> Me and my wife, were believing for this baby, but all we see are empty arms and empty womb. And what did God say? Look to the stars, Abraham. I love God. He didn't just try to get him to envision one child. <laughs> Look to the stars, Abraham. Those are going to be your descendants. Like, wow, God kind of faith is, like, blow you out of your rocking chair and just, like, give you something to just go, oh, my goodness, how is that going to happen? Well, that's faith. You can't do it without God. You can't do it without believing that I need Jesus to make this happen. Look at the grains of sand, Abraham. That's going to be your descendants. Faith gives you a new picture. Faith gives you a godly picture. Faith is choosing to see with the eyes of faith and not your physical eyes. Faith is saying, God, what do you want me to see here? Because, hey, this is a relationship. This isn't a one-way. Like, this comes all out of your relationship with God. In everything you do here, you call upon him. You speak to him during the day. You worship him. You go, God, man, you're so good. Man, you love me so much. And I want to pull every ounce of goodness and love and joy and life and peace out of what Jesus has done for me. I don't want to let myself get in my way. I will not get in my way. I will see with the eyes of faith. I will not let what this world looks like deter me from what I have decided is true for me. 2 Corinthians 4.18, So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal. They're just brief and fleeting. But the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. We see that this world is not God's yet. One day Jesus is coming back. And it's all over and said and done, but until then, he wants a lot more people joining his family, which is part of our mission, part of our job, to read the word, to absorb it, to believe it with all of our hearts so that we can guide others around us to go, come on, this is the best stuff you're ever going to experience in your whole life. You don't need anything else. You don't need the drugs. You don't need the sex. You don't need the addiction and the the money and the wealth and the power and all the tools the enemy uses to lead people because they're looking for God, but they don't know it. They're looking for his love and that wholeness that comes in knowing Jesus. And thank God we've found it. I speak faith. I don't voice anything but faith. Faith. The word says life and death are in the power of your tongue. There's no in-between. What you speak either brings life. What you speak brings death. You get to choose. That's the beautiful part. This is something I have been working on a lot this year in my life. Is Eden, mean what you say, say what you mean. (laughs) Don't complain. This is why the word says don't complain, don't grumble, don't whine. Something I'm working a lot on with my five and almost (laughs) four-year-old. We don't whine in this house, guys. Whining gets you nowhere. (laughs) The Bible talks about it because complaining, murmuring, grumbling, it's death. It speaks the opposite of what we know to be true in our victory in Christ. And our mouth is the greatest weapon that God has given you because he spoke the world into existence and you are made in his image and likeness. And if he spoke the world into existence, I sure wonder all the power that's right in my mouth because I'm made in his image and likeness. And as Jesus is in this world, so are we. If we choose to find ourselves in him, so are we. And so I speak faith, nothing but faith. I speak the word. That's why Pastor Leon and so many of us for years, we've been saying, declare the word, get it in your mouth, even if it feels funny at first, post post post-it notes on your mirror, write it on, you know, write it wherever you are in your car, in your kitchen, where you where you habitate for long periods of time, find it and get it in your eyes and then say it out loud. Say it out loud. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I am a child of God. I walk in the victory of Jesus Christ. He is my perfect peace. He is my strength. He is my rock, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Everything I put my hands to prospers. I walk in the favor and the blessing. Goodness and mercy chase me down every day of my life. Man. I kind of understand now where David encouraged himself in the Lord. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Apart from Holy Spirit, you are your greatest cheerleader. You are your greatest cheerleader. Don't, what's the word? Don't count yourself out oh man, you got so much power. You got so much authority in Christ Jesus. And yet the enemy has caused some Christians to give up, shut up, stop expecting. And all they got to do is go, quit it. No, this is what I'm doing. I count. God loves me. I am a child of God. He died for me so that I could really live. So I'm going to really live. And I'm going to take him at his word and I'm going to Just rely on his grace because he knows I'm not perfect. So don't even let that lie from the enemy stumble you. He knows you're not perfect. That's why Jesus had to go die on the cross. Don't let yourself get stumbled up in all the lies and the manipulation of the enemy because God loves you. I love. Faith worketh by love. I love. I don't hate. That's why the Bible says love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Do not curse. Do not gossip. Do not speak ill of people. It's not who you are. It's not who God made you to be. I love. Faith works by love. Could be why faith isn't maybe working in your life right now because maybe you've gotten caught up in offense and unforgiveness and like we talked about in Laugh, God forgives us So we can forgive others. We can do it by his strength. But have you tried? Have you chosen? I choose to forgive this person. Even if I don't feel like it, even if I'm hurting, even if I'm angry, I choose. I choose to forgive this person. It's not that everything feels perfect when you're in faith. It's not that everything lines up and the clouds part and the sun beams down on your face. And it's like in the movies, you know, where you're like, oh, something good's about to happen, you know, and you can just like see it coming. Life has stuff but you get to choose whether you live in the stuff, whether you let your feelings take control, or whether you rise up in confidence, in faith, in Jesus going, I already have the victory. I already have the victory in Christ Jesus. And you let that revelation sink deep down. My faith is in the power of God. Paul says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So often as Christians, we get caught up in, false doctrines, theologies. We let our circumstances change what a Bible verse means. No, 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 no. My faith is in the power of God and not in the wisdom of men, Paul says. That's how we fight the good fight. And I will always hear and listen to the word of God because Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. How do we fight the good fight? You keep hearing the word of God. You keep the word in your ears. You keep the word speaking out of your mouth because that's also how you hear it. And faith comes. That's why David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's why when I just quoted all that scripture, it did something inside of you. Because your faith was built up. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. And so I will always listen to the word of God and I will keep hearing it. Those are quick seven ways to to keep fighting the good fight of faith. You know, yesterday, you know, it's funny. It's not funny, but I'll end here. Yesterday was probably my hardest day in the last eight months. And it just hit me, just like a punch in the gut. Like, you know, the hard days just come out of nowhere. You weren't expecting it. I couldn't stop crying yesterday, just crying and crying and crying. And you get those moments of, oh, I feel lonely and, oh, and and you want to give up or why do I feel this way? And, and, And you can, if you're not careful, you can let the feelings lull you into this sit back, shut up who am I? What's, what's, what's it all worth? And if you don't guard your heart, if you don't get yourself back into speaking the word, and so what did I do? I started encouraging myself in the word, but I didn't feel like it. I kept crying. Hey, if you got to cry, cry. I kept crying, but I kept praising. The worst party you can throw is a pity party. Don't do it. It's the worst trap of the enemy don't pity yourself don't let yourself be a victim i'm not a victim i'm a victor in christ jesus the worst party you can throw yourself you throw yourself a praise party david was a man after god's own heart and you look through the psalms praise you god i praise you god i will clap i will dance i will sing yes there were psalms of hardship and sadness god knows you have feelings but you look at it and most of it is his praise will always be on my lips. I will bless the Lord. I will magnify him. The best party you can throw is a praise party. So you throw the music on. You get the word in you. And I, I wanted, I don't know, I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I just was like, why can't I stop crying? Um, I went to my grandma's graveside. As you know, um, she went to heaven a few weeks ago. So excited for her and her reunion with Jesus and grandpa and dad. But I just sat on um, Grandpa's grave, looking at Grandma's grave, and on the top are some flowers. You know, on the day we buried her, we had the most gorgeous red roses, just beautiful, bright, luscious red roses. And as I sat there, I looked at these dead roses. They were dead and crunchy, and the color was gone. And, you know, you're just having that moment, and you're like, Eden, have your tears, but don't let it take you anywhere else. And I heard God say, you know, when people say I heard God say, I didn't hear a voice. Typically, when I say I feel like God said something to me, it's a thought. But because it's the word, I know it's God. So this thought popped into my head. And it said, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Why do we put our faith in Jesus? Why do we refuse to back down from faith, refuse to shut up, quit, to to not be moving in faith? Because the Word of God is the only thing that stands forever. It is everlasting. It is overflowing. It is the most dependable thing in your life. Is the Word of God. It stands forever. Things will come and go. Feelings will come and go. Arguments will come and go. People dealing with you and getting in your face. It comes and goes. But who you are, you got control over that. What you believe, you got control over that. What you declare, and you can do it. Because greater is he who is in you. Because the Lord your God goes with you wherever you are. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord, for just this ability for us to rise up with confidence and courage that we have the victory in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that today we would leave just with a, a decision that I'm not going to let the world, I'm not going to let the enemy, I'm not going to let myself get in the way of living by faith because I am called to live by faith and that is how me and my descendants really live. And so I just thank you that your word has gone forth and it will accomplish what it was sent to do in the hearts and lives of every single person here, God. Before I finish praying with every head bowed, if you're here and you'd like to give your life to Christ, you'd like to start that faith journey with no one looking around, would you just raise your hand? We're gonna say a simple prayer together. The Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, I believe that Jesus died for me. We'd love to pray that prayer with you before we close the service looking around real quick. Awesome. Let's pray it together. Dear God, I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for me. I believe that he died for me and that I can live in him. I don't want to do it my way. I choose your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Awesome.